Welcome to the Vacationeers Theme Parks and More podcast. Join us as we discuss vacation planning, reporting, and reviews on vacations ranging from Disney and theme parks to cruising and beach getaways with everything in between. So grab your passport, a fast pass, and an umbrella drink because the show's about to begin. And now, without any further delay, here is your ghost host, Vacationeer Tom. Welcome to episode 195 of Vacationeers Theme Parks and More podcast. I'm your host, Tom, joined alongside my panel of John Self. Are you ready to ride? Do I have a choice? You have to ride, even though you're not in studio on this day. Oh, no. It's like the good old days when you're far, far away. But you're still here. I thank you, John, for joining me. This episode, we will be talking Pro Bowl. Sir Henry's Haunted Trail loves Revenge 2024, Bush Gardens Tampa Mardi Gras, and Universal Orlando Mardi Gras. But before we get to that, let's do some housekeeping. So please go to Vacation Years Podcast, the YouTube channel, and subscribe. That would be fantastic. We do live streams every Wednesday. We do Disney's Character Warehouse. Uh, <laughs> we do stuff from New York, San Antonio. I don't even know what the latest stuff is. John, I'm assuming you haven't watched anything uh, recently. In fairness, I did watch most of your Bush Gardens live stream. Oh, my Lord. That's like three hours. It was on one screen, and I was typing on the other screen. Oh, okay, okay. So you, quote-unquote, watch it. You heard me talking. <laughs> well, I could see it. I just wasn't staring at it. I wasn't uh, as intent as your live audience. Yes, yes, yes. I, I had a very nice audience. So go back and watch that, because that live stream, actually, uh, you know, we I go over Mardi Gras, and at the end, I got on the Sky Ride, and uh, we got to see the construction update for Phoenix Rising. But we'll talk all about that later on in this episode but please go vacationers podcast please subscribe that would be awesome also on twitter vacationer tom but more importantly pastor john self that's right go follow john in all his adventures eating and dining around the disney property do you have any news any updates you want to give about the new website uh, the new the new website the new the new, for all your Disney food information. Yes. Now, we've been talking about Disney Food Guide, and you can still go to DisneyFood.Guide. Yes. Sign up for when the website launches. But the official name of the website will be Main Street Foodies. Main so Street aware, Foodies. Foodies, yes. I like it. And um, so you'll get you'll get all the information there and update. And, and you're spelling. As we, try to, as we try to be tentative source. And, and you're spelling foodies the way you think uh, I-E-S? Foodies, F O O D. Okay. This, uh, you have, I'm sorry, sorry to embarrass you on your own podcast. There's another way to spell it. <laughs> well, you if if it was already taken, you could do the Y S. I mean, it wouldn't be proper, but Stranger Things. It would. It wouldn't even be a foodie thing. So no, that would. Uh, true. That would mean something else. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Let's get right into it then, since. Uh, you want to correct me with my foodie talk? Well, I'm not a foodie, so I wouldn't know, oh, John. I was trying not to. I know you're not a foodie. <laughs> We've covered this. Wow. Haters going to hate. Let's begin with the Pro Bowl That's since true. that happened uh, almost two weeks ago. I guess it was two weeks ago. Uh, we got tickets. I uh, took Elena. You know, it was in Orlando, the uh, um, Camping World Stadium. So we decided to go, got tickets, and uh, it, was, it was a lot less than I thought it was going to be. I'll be honest with you. I expected more, like, interactive things to do. Like, I don't know, like punt and pass and just all kinds of little games. There really wasn't a lot going on, except for bars. They, they had a lot of bars. And you could eat. But other than that, and, oh, in merch. They sold the crap out of merch. Man, those lines were stupid. Go back. I also I did a vlog on that, so you can go watch that vlog on the YouTube channel. But, yeah, I think I paid like $80 a ticket for the lower level to get good seats. And hindsight, I should not have done that. I should have paid the 35 cheap ones, and that would have been more than sufficient for basically what, what there was. And the, the seats to our right, there was about, I don't know, six seats or so to our right that were not purchased because I, we purchased our tickets late because we decided to do it at the last minute. And I knew those seats weren't taken, at least when I bought mine. And sure enough, you know, the people came down, they sit there for a little bit, then they'd move down. <laughs> then finally a, a group of like five people actually showed up who also were like trying to get better seats than what they paid for. And because uh, at one point they actually had to move over because the real people who bought the seat, you know, actually showed up late 
And then, of course, they got up and left and just left all their trash just all over the place. Like, really, you can't just take it. Uh, it just drives me crazy. That in movie theaters. I don't know why people insist on just leaving their garbage. I mean, yes, somebody's going to come in and clamp after you, but clamp after yourself. It's not, it's not a cruise line, you know. <laughs> there are receptacles on your way out that you can throw stuff away. So on a cruise line, I can leave a mess. Is that what you're saying? Well, you have to. They're, they don't have stuff. Like, they don't have trash cans no. and stuff. Like, literally, if you wanted to pick up and take your stuff, there was nowhere to take it. It's it's insane to me, but that's the way it is. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, it was a fun game. T-shirts, $40, John. $40. That's four zero for a T-shirt. Absolutely absurd. For an NFL T-shirt at an NFL event. Somehow I'm not surprised by that. Oh, well, Elena got one. It just says NFL, like, Pro Bowl Orlando. Like, they're, like it's just... Like nothing special. Forty dollars, ridiculous. They had a Mickey pendant that you could buy. I didn't. I considered buying it for a second. Then I thought, well, what am I gonna do with it? Like, I'm not gonna hang it. It's just another thing that's gonna collect dust. So no, thank you. And um, and of course, I had jerseys. Uh, everybody had jerseys. And uh, fun spot advertising throughout the stadium, at least in one section. Like big uh, paintings on the walls and advert were advertising. So I was kind of surprised by that. And the food, yeah, it's your standard garbage food that costs a lot of money. But the only interesting thing about that is we already talked about this, but I'm going to bring it up again. When you grab your food from a couple of the locations, they had this uh, this plates or this thing, and I guess there was a camera there, and you sat it down, and on the screen it would tell you exactly what you got. And, like, I got a soft pretzel in just generic wrapping paper, and I put it down, and it knew it was a pretzel. It, it didn't scan anything. There was no, And I got uh, bottled... I think I got a, I got a beer. I don't know what it was. I put it down. I think it was a blue moon and it said blue moon. And there's nothing like, there's nothing added to the bottle or can. So it was very, I found it to be very intriguing. And I asked the people who, uh, who worked there and they were not nearly as intrigued as I was. They, they were not happy to be working on a Sunday, I suppose. Cause they're like, well, I don't know. I'm like, okay. They had to open up my beer though, which is weird. Like they had to open it for me. I mean, what, am I going to take it home? Like, what, what are they doing by them opening it for me? I'm in the stadium. I could still give it to a minor if I wanted to. Like, what are they preventing me to do? Literally taking it. Like, like I would pay an overpriced price to take a beer home. Like, I could buy a whole case for the price I bought that one. That's a fairly standard stadium liquor law here in Florida, I think. Yeah, do you know why it's in place? No, I don't. I believe okay. it has to do with the implied you're... Gonna drink it here and you're not gonna. Minors, but I re- yeah, I really don't know. It's just weird. I don't know. It just seems silly, but yeah, uh, yeah, it was fine. Like I said, the, the Pro Bowl was it two years ago. They decided to make it a flag football game, so it's kind of a joke now. And like I said, go hindsight with not a lot other stuff going on, I would have just bought the thirty-five dollar tickets and just walked around and I, you know, I'd just save my money. But you live, you learn. Uh, yeah, that's it for the Pro Bowl. Any questions about the Pro Bowl? Um, no, I, uh, for, you discussed this off camera, so I, I was not as impressed with the scanning device. I even deferred <laughs> you to SeaWorld that has that for the pizza. So but just to be clear, yeah. but, um, okay. I know those are pretty common, but you know, it's, it's the Pro Bowl. It's a made, like I think I said the other day, it's a made for TV event. Yeah. There's nothing no. wrong with that. Just as long as you know what it is. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is before the game, they did. I'm guessing it's the the championships of all the the flag football from like you know the little kids up to 17 year olds. So for yeah. for them who are participating in that, that's cool for them. But yeah, for everybody else, it's like eh, yeah, what's the point? But that was the Pro Bowl. If it came back, I would probably do it again. But like I said, I would go real cheap. I'd buy the cheapest tickets you could buy, and then I'd just walk around and just enjoy the environment. Like it was a a festival or something, you know, not really sit down and watch it because there's not a lot to watch. Right. It's not very interesting. All right. The next thing we did, which we actually just did yesterday, Love's Revenge, Sir Henry's Haunted Trail. They do. So Sir Henry's is in Plant City on your way to Tampa and they do a Halloween event. They do it for multiple weekends, probably for an entire month. I'm not sure how, how long they do it. They have a Christmas event or a Christmas haunt that they do for two weekends, I believe. And then for one weekend only, they do a Valentine's haunt. And they had it happened this past weekend, February 9th and 10th. 
the the Halloween is their big event, obviously. They have three houses, and then they have a uh, they introduced a hayride this year. So, but the three houses are they're basically the core what you go to go see. So for Christmas, they had two of the houses open. The third one wasn't. So we went to the Valentine's event, and here they had the one house in the back open, just like for Christmas, but then they alternated the other house for Valentine's Day. So right after Halloween, they could immediately decorate the one house for Valentine's Day and the one house for Christmas because they're alternating. And only the one house in the back did they have to have available for all three events. So I thought that was really cool how they decided to do that. And that way, you know, it's less work, right? Because it's not so bad. Mm-hmm. We saw Orlando Dave while uh, there. Uh, <laughs> he got there late, just like me. So uh, that was good. We uh, walked around with him. If you watch the, actually, no, it's coming out tomorrow. Well, as we're recording, it comes out tomorrow on Valentine's Day. I'm releasing the uh, Sir Henry's Haunted Trail Loves Revenge video. It's going to be romantic. So, John, you may want to watch it with someone special. (laughs) Yeah. Good luck with that. (laughs) But, yeah. uh, So, Dave is uh, uh, prominent in that video. So, check it out tomorrow. Or when this comes out a couple days ago. Well, one day ago, I guess. Because it's coming on the 15th. Valentine's Day is on the 14th. So, there you go. All right, so uh, as far as the the Valentine event, it's not nearly as good as the Christmas event and obviously the Halloween event. Uh, the one house was fine. It was some weird, uh, some lady was strict in a in a hotel thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it was okay, just nothing. It didn't, didn't stand out. The other one, though, the, the house that they switched out for all three events, and typically is... The, my favorite house so far uh, in every every event. That one that was um, Love Potion 13, number 13, and it you know had little cupids. So they had little kids who were cupids. They had two of them actually, and that was more interesting because then that storyline was much more interesting. They had the potion that if you drank it, basically come demented and you kill yourself or something. It's basically, Cupid got fed up with making people fall in love, so he created this po- potion to you know wipe everyone out. So. <laughs> it's a much better story for Valentine's Day. I guess if you had to do two houses, Cupid would be one. John, do you have an idea for a second house for Valentine's Day? I'm trying to think. You're clearly asking the wrong person for this one, but um, I might go through some of the um, legends of saints mm. that are attributed to this holiday. Saint Valentine, yeah, because he's like um, evil or something, right? Like he, he could, he could, well, not evil, I, but I, I, I didn't say that. But yeah, we could actually, oh, that's a good idea. You could actually get Valentine as a character. That'd be a much better house. Well, how do you put that in a house though? Yeah, we have to figure that one out for him. Next year, Sir Henry, just give me a call. We'll, we'll get you squared away. Don't worry. But yeah, that's interesting. Or you could just have a romantic house, you know, with, with monsters of the past and they fall in love and it's gross and it- uh, that could be really scary. Uh, everyone's holding hands and buying flowers. Yeah, and it kissing. could be gross. Oh my god. I will say one thing: it can get awkward in these houses because, like, the love potion number thirteen. Because like, I went with Elena, and they're like, "Do you love her?" <laughs> it's like, hey, on the ugly. <laughs> so if you just start dating someone, yeah, it could, yeah, it could bring up some uh, awkward moments. But no, it's a house, so you know. <laughs> obviously mm-hmm. <laughs> you take it, but yeah gotta be very careful how you answer those uh demon ladies <laughs> oh man i'm not saying a word <laughs> yeah don't you're on you're on your own <laughs> but the event and of course they had the food and they had the merch and they had the the scare zone or not the scare zones they had the escape rooms the mini escape rooms the one sca- escape mm-hmm. room was called end the end zone so i think maybe they they uh themed it to the Super Bowl, you know, so I guess that's cool. And so, yeah, it was your typical um, event that you would expect. Uh, of course, our feet were filthy, dirty, because I don't know why, but they sand. Just all the queues are in sand. The house, Half the house's floors are sand. Oh, it's just so sandy. So, so sandy. I'm not a big fan you of You love sand. sand, though. What are you talking about? I You're a beach it. fan. Come I on. love beach, but I hate the sand. I mean, I will tolerate sand to go to the beach, and, oh, man, I'm tolerating sand to go to Sir Henry's. It is awful. I hate sand, but, yeah. All in all, a good event, like I said. Um, 
Yeah, I'd go back. I mean, I think it was 20 or 30, like 35, or something like that per person to get in. So it's a little pricey for your standard ticket, but you know, it, you have to support your local haunts, I guess. So I guess it's worth it that respect, but all right, that's Sir Henry's haunted trail loves revenge. And now we have a lot to say about Bush gardens, Mardi Gras, Tampa. I, I, <laughs> I, I've already written about Bush gardens, Tampa, but you know, Hey, do we want to end with that? Or do we want to just get right into it? That, that's your call. I think you've already primed the audience, so All you might right. as well just go Let's with it. Let's go with it. Bush Gardens, Tampa, Mardi Gras event. It's going on right now. And, well, actually, on that Saturday afternoon before we went to Sir Henry's Haunted Trail, we went to Bush Gardens, Mardi Gras to do a live stream. So, John, you were there at a different time, opening weekend, actually. Yep. They, they invited... Um, Attractions Magazine to go down for the opening weekend. It invited us in and gave us five samples, or same five samples you're going to have, except we got a, a lanyard for five samples, and so we did that on did it on the Sunday of opening week. Uh, you did that, and then I went this past weekend, so we can compare our notes. Uh, yes, there's some significant things difference. If I didn't prep you to check your email, but my photo of one of your items you had, and your photo of items. Look very different, but we can get yes, that yes, that, that is 100 percent true. Yes, so let's start out with my going to the park. So because we're going to Sir Henry's, I think we had a 6:30, uh, you know, time for it to start for us to go in. We decided to leave around one. Um, well, we had to you know drop you off somewhere, and then of course account for I4 traffic, and uh, so we didn't actually get to Bush Gardens, Tampa. With the live stream starting at 3 p.m., that's what I scheduled it for, we got to Bush Gardens, Tampa about a quarter till, maybe 10 till 3. And, of course, there was no preferred parking left. And not only that, there was no parking in general. We had to go to some auxiliary lot that I never knew even existed, and that was almost full. No hyperbole. I believe at 3 p.m. on Saturday... There was maybe a dozen spots in all, including the the including the auxiliary parking lot, all of Bush Gardens Tampa available. And there was no at this point there was nobody out there like pointing people anywhere. It was just you just went around like you're at an outlet mall or something, just hoping someone was leaving to get in. It was insanity. So we get in, and it, of course we start to live stream late because all that nonsense, and we had to walk. Oh my God, what a pain in the butt. We get in there, and I expected it to be super busy based on that. And here, it was because they had a cheer and dance event. And so the park itself wasn't really that busy. Not what you would think it would be based on the parking situation. The cheer and dance event, I'm assuming, was huge. And they had a lot of people in the back, you know, that back stage they have back in the middle of the park by Iron Gwazi, really. Mm -hmm. you go up. Yeah, that's where all that was. So that was sight unseen to the regular guests. So we get there and I try to go to, <laughs> I try, oh Lord, I try to go to stupid sky ride to see what the line is. And I make a wrong turn, of course. And Elena wasn't feeling so good. So she sat in a bench. I mean, the whole, I, I honestly, when I, when I started the live stream, I was at my last nerve. I, I was like, I was like just irritated beyond belief. Like I, cause it, I was late and I had to park out there and da, 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 oh man, I was just, I was just not, I was not in a great mood at the time. So then I was like, oh, you know what? Let's just go. So I did find the Skyride finally and found out that it's $5. If you're not on pass holder, it costs you $5 now. And I don't know if that's a, a permanent thing or something for them to try to offset, uh, you know, the initial rush of people wanting to ride it. I, I don't really know. Uh, it's, a, it's a shame that's something that used to be free. Now they're charging for. I hope that's not always the case. But honestly, at the end of the day, I'm a pass holder. So it's not going to really affect me. It's kind of like SeaWorld and their their sky watch thing they do. You know, mm-hmm. I get that for free, even though they do charge for that as well. I don't know how much sure they they charge five for that. I don't even know what they charge for that actually. I thought it was ten, but I don't oh, know wow. that for a fact. Jeez, by the way, that is that is a permanent decision. Oh, so that's permanent. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. All right. Well, I did a survey for uh, Bush Gardens. They asked me how my trip was, and I I I. I told him <laughs> exactly what I thought. So that will be interesting. So uh, I get you to told him it was the best experience uh, of your life. Yes. Greatest Mardi Gras event I've ever went to. 
Uh, so I get okay. to the Mardi Gras and I go to the first booth, the Hurricane booth. Now I'm not a fan of the Hurricanes; it's all sugar, and I don't believe there's any alcohol in them. But the one thing I've noticed for this event, over the overarching uh, thing that I noticed was there's not a lot of alcohol. I don't know if you you probably didn't notice this, John. They have booths that have alcohol, but there's not a lot of alcohol to buy in this in this event. And the Hurricane booth had one beverage with alcohol, and that was the Hurricanes. Now, John, do you think the Hurricane booth had Hurricanes for sale? Your answer is no. They did not. I get in the line, and they didn't have Hurricanes. The dude was like, well, I can go get, I can go run over and get them. <laughs> like, yeah, you might want to do that, you know. Yeah. It's it's your hurricane booth, the only alcoholic beverage in the booth. It's, like, it's not like they can just switch it out for another alcoholic beverage. There's nothing else you can get. So you either waited or you had to get a refund. It was a nightmare. But I got my card and I got the hot shrimp. And that's what you're talking about. Yeah, my hot shrimp had, uh, they had the cake, the the uh, whatever, grit cake or whatever they had. And four Great pieces, cake. four pieces of big shrimp. Now, of course, as I'm walking, the one piece fell off and went on the ground. So I got three pieces. Your your photo, which I did see, John, had a bunch of little shrimp, right? Had a bunch of smaller shrimp. So, and even a smaller grit cake than you. Yeah, what nicer plate though? Well, the plating was much better. Yes, yeah. My plate, like they stacked, they had a little little plate and they stacked on top of it. Like you're bound to drop stuff, right? If you have to walk any distance. And for whatever reason, around that first booth. They have photo opportunities, but they don't have they don't have any tables set up for you to eat. I don't know where they expect you to eat this hot shrimp at, because there's nothing. They're, they I mean they have the benches off to the side, but that's it. So I eat that. It was good. What did you think of it, John? Uh, my shrimp was good. It was uh, spicy. The other thing about this event, I would say, is everything we got for the most part that wasn't dessert was spicy. Theme park spicy. Um, right. It was theme park spicy. Yes. Um, I'm actually going back to confirm what I actually said. These are my exact words, so we'll see <laughs> okay. after an editor went through it. Uh, Louisiana hot shrimp is a good choice for those looking for a larger portion size. Although there was plenty of shrimp to share, guests should not expect a table service restaurant quality. Yeah. However, we still found the shrimp dish was a good value without being overly spicy. Yeah, I feel like my shrimp are probably better than yours because your shrimp look like the like the frozen shrimp you buy in a, a freezer section and dump That's them exactly out. what they look like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I suspect my shrimp are better better quality than your shrimp. But yeah, I mean, it was fine. It was a fine dish. Um, oh, also, I should point out that the sampler, the 10 sampler, but 12 if you're a past member, is $60. So, uh, and, and of course, you pay fees, you know, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I'm not sure how much I ended up paying. Probably closer to 65 But yeah, you're talking about, what, uh, $5 per sample. So that's how much it costs. And of course, all bad. these, yeah, all these samples outright without the sampler are ridiculous. Like, you would, it's just not worth even close, like $5 is, is acceptable. And in fact, for that shrimp dish, I'd say $5 is a pretty good deal. But uh, yeah, I think it's yeah. what, 12 or something? Like, I'm not sure how much it was. I think it was 12.99 or 11, it's at least 11.99. Yeah, so I went to the first booth, got the shrimp, ate the shrimp, got no drink because they had no hurricanes. So I was like, okay, well, that's that. So then I go to the next booth, the second booth, John, the Benet booth. So I'm thinking, all right, I'll, I'll get a Bananas Foster beignet. If you look at Bush Gardens Mardi Gras website and opening um, opening weekend, there were no Banana Foster's beignet. There oh. were no strawberry beignet. There were only standard beignet. Oh. From my article in Attractions Magazine. So when you're talking about Bananas Foster's beignets, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> they didn't have those opening week. Yeah, yeah. They had the strawberry and they had the regular and they had the Banana Foster. So I get in line. And now you watched you I, I you did watch this okay so you you saw I watched this and I I feel there was service. a failure of communication between both of you I think what the problem was is the regular beignets were not there but the other beignets were but then you got this lame story about on your live stream of we can't serve you the beignets because they're cold yes yeah okay, for those of you scoring at home um, on opening weekend they were all served cold. <laughs> <laughs> came right out of the cooler and handed to you. Yeah. Got three. This is not meant to be insulting. Um, Dunkin' Donuts um, <laughs> flavored beignets. Yeah. Um, you know, beignet, beignet flavored Dunkin' Donuts donuts. Yeah. So they weren't bad. Yeah. But 
Yeah, there seemed to be a lot of confusion. Well, the this one this is why at food food festivals you want to go back several times yes. because think the the one guy uh, who was there said it was his first day because I overheard. So what happened was there was three of them, three of them, John, talking to some lady who was basically asking, "Hey, what what stuff do you have at this festival?" So they're going through the booths with her, right? Three of them. There is a line of people, including myself, waiting to purchase beignets. The beignet, beignet booth. The only thing they serve is beignets and bottled drink products. I would assume as a worker of this booth, knowing A, that you don't have beignets, B, that there is a line waiting, and C, that, well, there is no C, but <laughs> knowing there's a line, that there's a pretty good chance that everyone in that line wanted a beignet. So instead of waiting until they get done with the conversation with the lady who wanted to know, hey, what does this event has to have to offer? They wait until the next guy or tries to order a beignet and they say, yeah, no, we don't have any. We're out. Then she makes the announcement after she tells that guy, hey, if you're in line for beignets and guess what? That's the only thing they sell in the booth. Sorry, they're cold. We can't serve you any. Oh, man. I was, uh, again. Which is, interest, which is interesting because for an event, uh, granted, the way you World Parks and Entertainment, I know they have a new name now, but yes, yeah. they used to be. They do their media events where basically the media gets the same food that everybody else does. Yeah. So you have to kind of think it would have a plan, but it's a little confusing because we were served beignets that were cold. <laughs> well, I don't, uh, I'm, I'm, I was just baffled by that part. Yeah. So I went to two booths. I went to the hurricane booth that didn't have hurricanes and the beignet booth that, well, they had beignets, but they weren't selling any. And this is after I dropped my one shrimp and after I was running late I mean, yeah, I was just having a, a rough go of it for sure at this event during the live stream. I'm like, oh, my God, what is going on? So then I went to uh, I went to a place and got drink. Oh, the Voodoo Lounge, which is another booth. And they have a bunch of cocktails. Now, the cocktails are interesting because we got the black beer, blackberry mule multiple times. And as a as a sample sizing it was a pretty good size cup. Then we went to Springs Tap Room, which is the permanent structure, you know, the, the place where they used to sell pizza, I think. And we got a, uh, a beverage there. What was it? The triple vanilla triple dog. It's a beer. Oh my god, it's so good. Its sample size was like a thimble. Like it was just the smallest thing ever. And then we went back to the other place to get more drinks, and we got the. Um, or blackberry mule a couple times, and it was always the same size. But then we decided, our last drinks, we decided to get the rum runner, and it was in a thimble cup. Like, what the heck's going on? Were we being misserved, the blackberry mule? Or does a blackberry mule have that much liquor, less liquor content than the rum runner or the, the beer? I don't know. They need to standardize that crap because... Let me tell you something. Those thimble sizes for five dollars, even for a five dollar sample, that's not worth it. That that that's a ripoff. That that's not worth it at, at all. It's not worth it. But I digress. Uh, as far as the spring springs tap room, did you have the Nola sandwich, John, with voodoo chips? I did not have the I did not have the Nola sandwich because ironically it was not available when I went. Ah, uh, superb. Now, granted. I was hungry and oh, I only got like two bites late. <laughs> I ate most of it. And I should have got two of them uh, now knowing that I know what I know now. But yeah, it was really, really good. Now, their service, awful. They had two, it was the bar and they had two people there huh? serving the bar. They had a queue lined up, but you could also go up and walk and sit at the bar. So basically skirt the line to order your drinks. And then for whatever reason, did you watch this part, John, where the lady stopped uh, serving so. she's like oh i have to restart my system sorry and then she went away for like 20 minutes <laughs> so now they had one person trying to order people at the bar trying to figure out who who gets serviced who's sitting at the bar versus the people who are in line oh my god what a freaking nightmare and outside the building they had the menu for the you know the mardi gras event but once you went in the only menus they had were for the full-time year-round tap room, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever you get. They didn't have anywhere inside where you, where you actually ordered what the items were for <laughs> Mardi Gras. 
I'd ask her, I'm like, right. what, what were they? Cause it's, it was so long. Cause I saw what I wanted. I walked in and then I had to wait like 20 minutes. Oh, it was awful service. There's no service. It was painful to watch how just slow and lethargic everyone acted. And just, they just were like, eh, yeah, we don't have it. <laughs> like, all right, well, well, there you go. <laughs> um, what else did we get while we we're there? Oh my Lord. We got the worst, the creamery booth, chicory and chocolate. Creamery crepes. Booth? Yeah. Oh, you mean, you mean the crepes? Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. The worst thing I've ever eaten. Literally. They're cold. There's, were they supposed to have anything on them? There's like stacked four, no, no, nothing, no cream, no middle, no, nothing in between them. And then some chocolate syrup drizzled on top. They're completely tasteless, except for the top one, completely tasteless. Like there's nothing to it. Which one did you get? The crepe Suzette or the chicory and chocolate crepe? Chicory, chicory and chocolate. The soft serve ice cream was the only thing that was redeeming on that plate. Well, they're basically just crepes with the chicory and chocolate sauce on top. It was awful. They, 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 they were awful. Mm-hmm. Like if you, yeah. I had, I had those and they were awful. Yeah. They, I mean, they just were awful. I only ate them because I paid for them. And then I was like, why are you eating these? They're awful. I'm like, because I paid for them. <laughs> I have to. <laughs> I can't throw away. Those of, you, those of you scoring at home, one of us who is a at least marginally professional food blogger um, was smart enough to share it with someone else. So he did not have to eat all of it. Well, Tom, on the other hand, proceeded to eat it. I shared it with Elena, but it was bad. So guess what? She stopped eating it. <laughs> I mean, right, exactly. <laughs> like, no, you keep going. My, my, lo- my talented assistant kept going <laughs> and, and shared it with me and suffered in the experience. It was horrendous. It was like, the, the, it was the worst snack ever. Was the uh, uh, crepe Suzette better? Uh, it was better. Okay. So I should have gotten that. All right. Well, I'm still scarred since we're picking on theme park food. I'm still scarred from the crepe Suzette from Universal Orlando last year. <laughs> you didn't have that. It was really bad. <laughs> Don't misunderstand Orlando. Okay. There are some better things, but this example, yeah, there are be- there were better foods than what we're talking about, and we're just ironically picking on the weaker options right now. Yeah, we're picking on the weak parts of the herd right now. But apparently, getting a crepe of that style at a Mardi Gras event is not a great move. I don't like going to the Italy booth at um <laughs> at any festival festival in Orlando or Lake Buena Vista. So wow. just don't do it. <laughs> Hater of the Italy booths. I'm, I know. I'm yeah. not wrong. Yeah, but still. Oh man. Uh, then we did go to Jackson Square where we had the shrimp creole and the sausage gumbo. Have you did you have either of those or both of those? I uh, did not have either of those because those were. were items. Those both were fantastic. Now, again, a little spicy for Elena, but the, the cornbread, the cheddar cornbread with the gumbo. Oh, so good. Yep. And the gumbo was good. And the Creole, the shrimp was good. I would say other than that dessert, all the food was hot and good to taste good. Uh, so I can't complain. Cocktails. We had many cocktails and let me tell you something. I walked around that event and uh, only re- only way I knew I was drinking cocktails is because I had to pee. <laughs> That's the only, there was no effect going on. So now I could say the same thing for the next thing we're going to review at Universal uh, Orlando's Mardi Gras. Same effect happened there. I was drinking a lot. And again, I was peeing, but that's about it. There wasn't much else going on. So it's just ridiculous. The price for the samples, the sizing you get for the sample, and the fact that everything's pre-mixed, right? Because nothing, you don't, they're not making anything there in the stand. It's all in a, a big thing that they just pour a, like a box wine. <laughs> I do not, I think that those are terribly overpriced. Terribly overpriced. The food's overpriced, but with the sampler, it's fine. And the food's good. Well, for the most part. But the drinks, the cocktails, forget about it. You're paying exorbitant amount of money for sugar uh, laden drinks that probably has very little alcohol in it. So I, yeah, I was not impressed with the alcohol, although the, uh, the blackberry mule was pretty good. It was pretty good. But again, I'm not sure how much liquor was in it. I think, you, I think you are better served using the samples for the food and buying 
and I would buy beer. I'd buy something that comes out of a can or a bottle or a wine, something that they can't water. Well, I guess I could water it down, but you know, something that they can't, you know, go cheap on. Right. And I just pay out of my pocket for that because otherwise it's, it's not, it's not worth the, it's not worth the money. So, uh, yeah. Is there anything else you ate there, John? Cause that's basically, there's not a lot more to it. I mean, um, it's a very, no, very no, small one, event. Yep. One other thing I had that's noticeable is we had the Cajun barbecue short rib. Oh, I did see um, that. And the, it was pretty well prepared. Um, it wasn't overly spicy. It was probably the best thing that we had. Oh. Um, oh, shoot. The corn puree. Oh. Corn puree was okay. But the beef short rib was well prepared now granted it's like everything else at a festival it comes out of the warmer and all these kinds yes of yes so. a little bit yeah but you know that with the process yeah and you got we the, thought that was probably the best item we had and you got the dirty rice and beans the vegetarian nope. <sighs> you didn't get the vegetarian dish that's your thing wow it's dirty rice and beans that's always there <laughs> yeah and then the po' boy of course and well nobody got that because yeah they have it every year um yeah, that, that's about it. I mean, there's 10 booths. They're all in that one little area. So again, unless you make that left going in the park, you're not coming back there unless you circle through the whole park and on your way out of the park, you run into it like, oh shoot, there's an event going today. Uh, the parade, did you check catch a parade, John? Sure did. Yeah, so the parade was okay. You know, they come down, they, they mingle, and then mm-hmm. the, the, the band kind of goes over to the stage and they play some more. And the um, the ladies who uh, are just like walking and dancing, they go back and they grab a bunch of beads and they come out in front of the once facade and they throw beads at people. And, you know, it's, it's fine. Yeah, it's a good time. Um, you mean they throw they throw them from the bead balcony? The bead balcony, is that what it is? <laughs> It's a very low. That's balcony. what it's called. Yes. Oh, okay. Wow. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's where the that's where the parade ends. Yes. Yeah. Right there. Um. Yeah. I mean, it, as far as an event goes, I would, I, I'd be hard pressed to call that a full blown event. I mean, it, it is so so small. The the your menu options are limited. You're drinking, and again, a lot of booths didn't have alcohol. Like they this did not serve it. So you had to go to like the voodoo lounge to buy your alcohol. So that's terribly inconvenient when you want to buy something, <laughs> you know, buy a food. And then you're like, oh, you mean I have to go somewhere else and wait in a long line because the staff aren't properly trained on how to get the lines quickly. I mean, heaven forbid it was a busy Mardi Gras like day, like the booths were busy. Oh, my God. I mean, forget it. You'd be, you couldn't do anything. You'd be stuck. But, yeah, it's a, it's fine for what it is. I couldn't recommend the event. Like I would not go to that park just to go to that event. There's not enough there to to keep you busy. What are your thoughts of the event, John? I I, I think I have a higher opinion of the event, but remember Mardi Gras is I mean, Bush Gardens is just trying to do something different for people who frequent often. They're trying to increase their annual pass sales, their fun card sales. This is just something else they can add to it to work for people like you who are annual pass holders to their airports oh, they got me yeah I, I went oh i knew i knew what it was because i went last year but i was live streaming so i figured uh i'd go live stream it so that's fine yeah oh all in all like i said yeah it's <laughs> it is what it is i did do the sky tower though or the sky ride we went back uh, after we got mm-hmm. done and rode the st- sky ride and we headed over the uh phoenix rising site where the new family B&M suspended, well, it's not suspended, uh, invert coaster, I guess it's going to be. And there's, <laughs> I, 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 I expected it to be, you know, vertical, right? I expected it to be up because it's 2024 already. Um, no, they, they, all they had, they had some, uh, you know, uh, planters or whatever uh, poured and that's it. It's just dirt. There's nothing there. Did you watch that? Did you check that out, John? I did not. It's at the very, Because very, you spoiled very, it for me. Oh. You spoiled it and said, hey, there's not much to see. And I knew there was only footers and other things. Yeah. They really haven't. Yeah. But I, I know from my social media, <laughs> tends to focus on actual real news. <laughs> I know from looking at looking at it that Bush Gardens was promoting the fact that they had vehicles bringing in stuff today. 
Oh, okay. Well, they have a lot of work to do to get that up and running. Now, it is a family B&M coaster, so I suspect it's not going to be too crazy to, you know, put together and test it and get it out. But for those of you missing that, that was me picking on Tom for yeah. his social media and um, the sources he. Okay, keep going, Tom. It is true. No, I think I'm done with Bush Gardens, Tampa. I um, it was like I said, it was an interesting day. It was a warm day too. It was like 80s, so it was not a cool day, but uh, it was fun. Well, I guess we should follow up your uh, making fun of me with the announcement. Do you want to uh, break the news? Well, it's not breaking news by the time you guys hear it, but today Disney World announced that Tiana's Bayou Adventure will be opening in summer of 2024 at Disney World. Ooh, very exciting. And they showed off uh, animatronics. And they also they also showed off um, some of the new animatronics, but that was the voice of haters was they're just going to use the same animatronics over and over again. So Disney's been fighting that, pushing back, showing animatronics over so often. And it looks like they're using some of the same technology for animatronics that we Tokyo. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, so that's a good thing. Yeah, no, um, it looked pretty sweet, the one I saw, so. But I have to get this one theme park principle in that we all need to know. Theme parks love to say, we're going to open something this summer. Mm -hmm. You're a Universal Orlando fan. Summer does not mean Memorial Day. (laughs) Summer can mean the third week of September because it's still summer. Technically, that is correct. So don't get too excited because what theme parks do is they build this in. It's a good plan. They build it in where if everything goes correctly – they can open a little bit before when they tell you, so late spring. But that gives them several months to work out the problems along the way. Universal Orlando is, how do I say this nicely, really bad about this. Of course, Walt Disney World is just, they just don't make their deadlines. So we'll see what happens. Did they announce anything about the Disneyland version? Because I know it's going behind. Absolutely behind. nothing. Yeah, nothing. Okay. Well, it's it also started later. They also yeah. closed theirs later and started building later. Yeah, so... I would suspect if we are summer, they are fall the latest or the, the earliest or winter maybe. Uh, they were supposed to be they were supposed to be December all along. Oh, December. Okay, so it may be December or or maybe next year. Who knows? All right. Yeah, that's exciting news. I cannot wait for the summer then to check that out. That will be fun. Lovely. Okay, and then the last thing we're gonna discuss on this episode is Universal Orlando's Mardi Gras event. We went on um, the opening day. John, you were there as well. Although we didn't see you at all at the event, but uh, you were there in spirit. Well, what time did you get to the event, well, Thomas? Well, it was a little later than you, of course. Well, we wanted to, do the, we wanted okay, to live stream. <laughs> we wanted to live stream, which we did, so go check out the live stream, the parade. So the parade started that night. The parade started like at 745 or 640. I mean, it was super late, mm-hmm. super late. And luckily, I, we ran into Orlando Dave before the parade started, and he told us that it was going in the opposite direction this year because we wouldn't have known, and we would have stationed ourselves where we always did, and we would have been waiting even longer to see the parade because, yes, this year, instead of coming out of those doors and making a left, it went straight, and it did the opposite route as it normally does, as I guess the parade does in the past, or it did in the past. And, uh, yeah, we got a good spot. And, uh, you know, we got a bunch of beads. Then at the at, once it passed us, because we were by um, uh, Mel's dining, driving. And so once it passed us, we went over to the back where it's going to wrap up. And we stood there. And I mean, here's some advice. Here's some tips if you're going to this parade. Station, if you want beads, station yourself in the beginning or middle of the parade. Because by the time it gets to the end... There was very little beads being thrown. They were all out. They were just waving at us. And at that point, like, hey, get off the float. Go do something more fun because you have nothing to do. You're serving no purpose at this point. But, uh, yeah, don't wait till don't sit at the end expecting to get beads because you're going to be hard-pressed to get any for sure. But the more importantly, there was a ton of food at this event. So we got there, and we were, we were eating food left and right. We got the boil, uh, which, you know, not my, I'm not, I never had a boil before. Like the, was a crawfish and shrimp boil? I think it was. I'm still not sure you had a boil, but Universal does a really good job for the version. Yeah, it was fine. I had a potato and it had some corn and it had the crawfish that were the, the full body. So they're looking at you, you know, and uh, nah, mm-hmm. I, I didn't have a single one. Atlanta ate all of those, but yeah, it was fine. Um, I will say the, 
Bloody Mary this year, I don't like as much as last year's version. Last year's just had a ridiculous amount of vegetables and cheese and that type of stuff on it. And this year, they had a couple vegetables, but mainly and they had like a little uh, Louisiana chicken slider on top. Like it was a milkshake. You know how they had the milkshakes with a piece of cake? Same thing. They had the slider on top. And the slider was good. But this is, I've already eaten a bunch. I just wanted, you know, I didn't want a sandwich. And I ate it. And it was hot. And it was good. But, yeah, I'd rather, my Bloody Marys, I'd rather have all the vegetables. You know, it, it makes me feel like I'm, you know, being healthy, you know? <laughs> so. I, I make no commentary right now. <laughs> uh, what else do we I, have? It makes you feel healthy. Yeah, yeah, I, you know. Not this year. No, I had a chicken sandwich, so. Um, what else did we eat? What did you eat, John? And I'll tell you what we ate, because I don't remember. Off the top of my head? There's that plantain, um, like, lasagna noodle stuff. Noodle dishes. The, that was yeah, really good. Lasagna, plantain, that was good. Yeah, that was superb. Um, well, I've written something since I can't even tell you. <laughs> Overall, with uh, a new executive chef who's, who's from Germany, Oh, that's why the Germany took over the Battery Park area. Ah. Uh, everything, everything is a little elevated over what it was last year. I didn't see. I still think the prices are a little bit too high, but they're not outrageous. So of course, with your Mardi Gras card, that you get twenty percent off. So. Yes, I got my Mardi Gras card. So for one twenty, I got a hundred fifty dollar card. So uh, yeah, that's good. But yeah. Oh, although the, the drink stations on opening day didn't have, they couldn't sell the card. So that was a little weird. I had to go to a food one to get the card, then go back I mean, to the drink station. Yeah. I, I, yeah that, I that is supposed to be standard procedure. Oh, well, she said that they were, they will be selling them, but they just didn't have, they weren't available at this time or something. I don't know. I don't know. I, I believe you. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, this event is very good, but I will say they have a, they have a, what, Cat 5 cocktail. Yeah, it's just huh? a bunch of sugar. It's fine, but again, I feel like that one has about as much liquor as the British Gardens uh, cocktails do. There's... So just just to clarify, in your sugary sugary alcoholic beverages, you'd prefer to have a banana beer. Banana yes, bread beer. yeah, yes, hundred percent. At least the beer okay. I know has alcohol content. For those of you missing that, that's that's Tom's go-to beverage at the Illuminations mm. Cafe. I tell you, I haven't had it in a while. I need to go back. You need to go back. You can just pick it up with Papa Nana and the popcorn stand. Get oh, yourself yeah. some more banana flavored popcorn. No, 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 no. I, I've learned my lesson. I can't double dip I, one or the other because my body can't handle all that sugar. <laughs> Apparently not. Yes. Yeah, no. some evidence of that. Yeah, I can't do it. So, but yeah, no. Um, Yeah, it's a good event. I, I, I enjoy it. Uh, the parade is superb. Definitely. The food and is really good. All, many of the performers. Many of the performers come out early and interact with the crowd, and you've got the bands, you've got the concerts on the weekend. Yeah, and of course you got all the universal universal rides. You can ride. We did ride the mummy, so I do have my first universal credit for the year. And the mummy was other than the you know the the one part after you leave the treasure uh, whatever that room that you know, they have that that ceiling that comes down like a, a faux fall like on your car. That was the only thing that I noticed wasn't working. Everything else was working, and it was glorious. I love seeing the mummy come out of his casket thing. Like, oh, thank God. It was wonderful. It was glorious. So, Just so to good. clarify, you mean when M. Hotep comes out at the beginning setting the scene? Yes. Uh, yes okay, okay. Oh, Just to make sure. So good. Yep. Yeah, that was fun. I had a blast. So, yeah, that event was uh, super good. It goes through – do you know the dates by chance, John? First weekend in April. Okay, first week in April. Okay. Um, and I know it's past Easter because that's ironic, as we are recording on Party Graw. Oh, we Tuesday. are. Yeah, Pat Tuesday. We are recording. Salute. At Universal, Pat Tuesday goes all the way past Easter, which I think kind of defeats the point, but that's a whole different. Yeah, thing. well, you know. Uh, and just so you know, the Bush Gardens Mardi Gras ends March 3rd. So. It's definitely, and that's only Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays. So you don't expect, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that is a good time. Um, do you have anything to add about? I don't think, I don't feel like we gave Universal 
<laughs> Mardi Gras much of a, a plug. Um, anyone who's listened to me knows that my favorite season of Orlando is Mardi Gras season. My favorite parade is the Mardi Gras parade. Um, yeah. It's my favorite time to be at Universal Orlando. So, I mean, I can sit here and go on and on and on and on about it. Once again, this, let's let's do the John Self theme park catchphrases. It's a special event that you don't have to pay extra for. It's oh, included yeah. with your admission. Oh, and they have concerts, so, uh, right? Probably, right. It's you have a lot of extra things that are added to your theme park event, park ticket that they're not having to pay $150 to stay after hours for. Yeah, I, I can keep going, but yeah. <laughs> you know the funny thing about that when I was doing that live stream, I was walking out of the park after the parade. And I asked a cast member or a team member, and I said, well, what, what time does the park close? And then she's fumbling around. It's just part of the live stream. You watch it. She's like, and it was like 8.30 or something. She's like, oh, I think 7. <laughs> yeah. And then I we looked it up in the, our app. We had to look in the Universal. We're like, oh, no, no, it's 9. <laughs> she's like, oh, good thing that you yep. had that app. <laughs> it was funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a different conversation of, Everything is a need-to-know basis. Kind of like we make fun of Walt Disney World. Whenever they do something new, it seems like it's news to them also that it's. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Also, speaking of news, uh, on this comes out on February fifteenth. We will and uh, Wednesday tomorrow, February fourteenth, which is Valentine's Day, will not be live streaming because it's Valentine's Day. But we will be live streaming on what? February. Yeah, that's right. Now. We will be live streaming on February 16th. Come on. Elena and I are heading over to the Magic Kingdom that evening, and we're going to live stream because it's a Friday night. Uh, we're going to live stream probably until park close. We're going to hang out. Because usually Magic Kingdom, when we live stream Magic Kingdom on Wednesdays, you know, it's hard to make the 7 o'clock deadline because, you know, TTC and stuff. And then by the time, you know, it hits 8, 8.30, we're like, well, you know, we work tomorrow, so we got to try to get, you know, get back to TDC, get back to, you know, it's, it's, it's a process. So being on a Friday. Come on now. I, I work, I work the next day after going to these live streams. What's the problem? <laughs> you can just on. stay in the park. Yeah. So uh, Friday should oh, be. I get, to, I get to go back to another park. Yeah. yeah. Yay. So Friday should be a different, probably a slower paced live stream and it'll be a longer one. And uh, we'll probably ride some rides since we're at the Magic Kingdom. So it will. I also bought some new um, speed charging USB-C 90 degree cable, you know, fast charging cables. So uh, I will try those on Friday and see if they actually keep my phone live while I'm streaming. So hopefully that will be the case. Oh, that will be good. That will be real good. Then I can do some super long live streams. All right. John, is there anything you'd like to add prior to the end of this one? Feel free to follow along on my social media because I'm sure we'll have many announcements coming out maybe when this podcast releases, actually. Um, and I think that's about all to torture your listeners with. Lovely. All right. Well, I think that will bring this episode to a close. So thank you to my panel for joining me. And until we stream again, whether it be a Valentine's haunt or a Mardi Gras event, this is a great time of year to come down to Orlando and visit. And keep making memories. And as always, eat like you mean it. Thanks for listening to the Vacationeers Theme Parks and More podcast. The show can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Please subscribe and give us a review if you like the show. Visit our website at www.vacationeerspodcast.com. For additional content, subscribe on YouTube and Twitter at Vacationeers Podcast. Please like our Facebook page, Vacationeers Theme Parks and More podcast. Send questions, comments, or if you'd like to be on a future episode to discuss planning or reviewing of a vacation, please email the show at vacationerspodcast at gmail.com. This has been a Vacationers Theme Parks and More production. For Vacationers Theme Parks and More, I'm someone who knows Neil Patrick Harris. Peace out, suckers.